I can't say that I was surprised by just how much everyone that I know on social media, Facebook particularly, where it's mostly your friends, right? Friends, family, and so on. How many people were really taken aback by the death of Lisa Marie Presley? And then you think back to the fact that most of the people I know are about her age. A lot of people I know are about her age. Those who are a bit older, my parents, friends, and so on, obviously watched her grow up. Um, were big Elvis fans. Remember Elvis at his height. Also remember him, uh, his death. And can picture that nine-year-old Lisa Marie Presley when that happened. And also remember just how much attention was paid, how much of a spotlight uh, Elvis, Priscilla, and Lisa Marie were under when she was born. Um, now, I, I'd known that about John Lennon more because he died when I was a little bit older, uh, closer to 10 than six or seven. So it seemed to, to resonate more. But I certainly remember Lisa Marie Presley, and I remember Elvis's death. I mean, you couldn't not. Maybe the first celebrity death that I do remember. Um, and of course, we've been talking about this. The tributes continue to pour in for for Lisa Marie, who passed away at the age of fifty four yesterday after suffering an apparent cardiac an apparent cardiac arrest. Uh, People Magazine senior music editor Melody Chu put it nicely. She said Lisa Marie was an icon in her own right. I mean, she was Elvis and Priscilla's sole child, and she was that link that fans who who loved Elvis were desperate to hold on to. You know, just days before her death, Lisa Marie was in Memphis at Graceland, the mansion where Elvis lived and died. Uh, and on January 8th, she celebrated her father's birthday. Um, now, again, he passed at the age of 42, also of a heart attack. And we learned today that Presley herself will be buried at Graceland next to her son, Benjamin, who died in 2020. Fans were there today to pay their respect uh, to Lisa Marie at Graceland, writing messages on the stone wall, leaving flowers, sharing memories of um, the King and Priscilla's only child, uh, who is really one of the last remaining touchstones to Elvis, whose influence and significance, as we well know, even the theme of this show, still resonates more than 45 years after his death. Um, Lisa Marie, when she was releasing records, and they did quite well, actually, this one that she did back in 2012, she did the whole uh, talk show circuit back then, and she was obviously often asked about her relationship with her dad uh, as a young before he passed and here's what he, she had to say on cbs's the talk back in 2012 i'm upstairs the upper part of graceland is basically his room and my room so we spent a lot of time together up there because there wasn't anything else going on um and that's when i got to really you know be with him he'd set up a little chair in my room and a tv and be in my room a lot <laughs> was he like a really strict dad or did you hang out and just have fun together? Um, he was not strict at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pushover. It, like, yeah, did you know, you know you could get away with murder with I him? I did, I did. I knew because, I, you know, when he would sleep all day, and so I pretty much, me and my friends, had the run of Graceland. <laughs> he's a That's what happened. Yeah, he slept yeah. all day and up at night, so I knew that, and I knew that no one was going to tell me what to do because they would get fired. <laughs> Lisa Marie Presley talking about her relationship with her father uh, on the talk back in 2012. He, of course, passed when she was just nine. Uh, but you know, and they had divorced. Um, Elvis and Priscilla had divorced when she was four. But imagine being born into that famous name, born a celebrity, born in the spotlight, and a reminder of others who've been born into that same spotlight. And what a struggle it can be, you know, both a blessing and a curse. You're sort of given this famous name, you're sort of given fame at birth at the same time you're given the pressure of it all 
So that's what we wanted to talk about tonight. And joining me now with more on that from Beverly Hills is Carol Lieberman. She's a clinical and forensic psychiatrist, a three-time Emmy-honored television personality, radio talk show host, and best-selling author. That's quite quite the CV, Carol. Thank you so much for being here on this Friday You're night. very welcome. You're welcome. For those of us who may not have been, such as myself, you know, Elvis, I guess I must have been about five or six when Elvis passed. Uh, you know, I, I didn't remember the spotlight that was on um, the family. And uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, I know in L.A., obviously, it's been probably people have been talking about it. But what a famous family they were. Yes, you know, they... Um... They, you know, I mean, there are a lot of celebrities, but yes, this family, Elvis, was uh, very unique and um, very much appreciated. And, you know, one of the, of course, it's terribly sad that she died. She was only 54. Um, and one of the, one of the sweet things, though, about it is that it was right after the Golden Globes and right mm-hmm. after the actor who played Elvis in the movie, um, when he got his, when he won for Best Actor, um, gave an emotional thank you to um, to Lisa Marie and Priscilla, and I said how much he loves them, and you know, thanks. He was thanking them for sharing all of these memories and so on, and so that was a really wonderful, um, you know, a wonderful sort of closing the circle in a way. You know, that here he was um, representing Elvis in a way and saying he yeah. loved her. I know you've talked about this in the past, but um, what it must it be like to be born into such fame? You know, you, you just want a normal childhood. She was describing what it was like to live at Graceland earlier. You know, I, I gather her childhood was, was anything but normal early on, at least. Well, yes. You know, even if she hadn't been um, born to this famous family, I mean, as you were mentioning, four years old, her parents got divorced, Elvis uh, and her mother got divorced. Then nine years old, she saw her father dead at uh, Graceland. And then between 12 and 15, her mother's boyfriend reportedly sexually abused her. So here she is by 15 years old, <laughs> you know, the, one trauma after another. Um, and then add on top of it, that this isn't just sort of a normal family with these traumas, uh, but, you know, a, a family in the spotlight. Yeah. Now that you mention it, when you think of the of that sequence of events for her, I mean, any child would have struggled with that. Uh, and yet, over the years, it was it was um, I guess carrying the Presley name. I was thinking some of the, of some of the other kids who carry those huge names. You know, there are some who are the child, children of famous people. There are others who are the children of very famous people. I think of you know Bobby Bobby uh, Christina Brown, for instance, uh, Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown's daughter. The pressure must be intense. The pressure must be intense to try to carve your own path, especially when they die young, when the famous person has died young. Yes. I mean, um, a lot of children of celebrities uh, want, try to become, you know, they want to sort of do the same thing, uh, bring pride to their family, you know, show that, I mean, Lisa Marie was really a lost child from early on, you know, from these original traumas and she as you were saying yes she did made make some albums and it she did have a modicum of success she was never of course as successful as her father and i think um you know i think she was disappointed by that she married michael jackson i think that that was also uh her attempt to to 
become to sort of merge the two famous um, singers, you know, the two kings, right? Um, yeah. And uh, and then that didn't work out. So I she she almost it seems like a and then of course you have to add to this whole mix. Early on, her mother and she got involved with Scientology. And whether you're a, a child of a celebrity or not, you know, Scientology really messes with your mind. And so that added to um, what she was going through, really made everything worse. She kind of seen her life, um, you know, she says she's, she underwent um, many, many tragedies. And, of course, the one that she was talking about uh, most recently was her son's suicide, how she mm-hmm. she wrote an article about how the grief doesn't really leave, you know, it just stays around that she's every day she um, she felt guilty about her son killing himself and she just missed him and all of that. So she all in all, um, it really seemed like she was in a uh, like like one of those arcade games, you know, where you're sort of pinging from one um, stop to the other. And I mean, she did a wonderful job considering all of these traumas that she was dealing with. And it's really very sad. You know, one of the things that bothers me is that at the uh, Golden Globes, um, and it's all, I've seen the video, I'm sure you probably have too, there is certainly being talked about how um, she was unsteady on her feet. She was being interviewed on the red carpet and she had to hold on to a man she was with and she slurred her, her words at times. And clearly, you know, so, if someone would have um, noticed that, that she was, and she looked really bad, she looked really, uh, her eyes were sunken in, she, she looked sick, you know, and, and yet nobody really made the effort to, um, to get her to a doctor. If she had gotten to a doctor sooner, she might well have been saved. They might have figured out what was wrong. It was mind-blowing, truly mind-blowing. I really didn't know what it, what to do with myself after after I saw it. Yeah, I, I had to take like five days to process it mm-hmm. because it was so incredible and so spot on and so authentic that yeah, I I can't even describe what, what it meant. That was Lisa Marie Presley at the Golden Globes earlier this week, describing her reaction to seeing the Baz Luhrmann film, uh, the biopic about her father, Elvis. Um, Austin Butler won Best Actor for his portrayal in a drama, for his portrayal of uh, the rock and roll king in that one. Uh, Carol Lieberman is my guest this half hour. She is a clinical and forensic psychiatrist based in Beverly Hills. We're talking about uh, Lisa Marie's life, but also the pressure of being the child of a superstar, being the child of some of those rare uh, celebrity gods, so to speak. And Elvis was certainly one of them. Um, I mean, Carol, you're, you're in Beverly Hills. You're right in the midst of it all. Have we gotten any better at trying to take some of that pressure off the children of superstars? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Lisa Marie spent her whole life in the tabloid. Some of it was, was her doing, obviously. But this was a child whose, whose private life was, was, very, was not often respected. No, I, we have not gotten any better, not that I have seen. I mean, needless to say, being a psychiatrist in Beverly Hills, I have a number of patients who are celebrities or children of celebrities. And, um, you know, I mean, the world thinks that they have these charmed lives. And in some ways, of course, they do, you know, like getting a lot of attention and, and having money and, you know, a, a luxurious lifestyle and so on. But, um 
but for the children, um, it isn't really, I mean, and fame, there are limits to how, I mean, when you, when you come to Hollywood or when you, uh, when you want to become famous, of course, that seems like the, uh, the, the thing that you're striving for, it's, it's, you, you, you're just looking forward to that day. And then when you get to that day, you know, when, when the tabloids are following you and all of that, um, then fame doesn't seem quite as desirable, but, um, the problem with that children have of celebrities is that, first of all, if it's a celebrity like an actor, um, it could be any celebrity too, but especially, you know, celebrities want people who want fame. Um, they are trying to fill an emptiness inside of them. They are, uh, they grew up with, um, in an environment where they didn't get enough love and attention. And so that is the drive behind the people becoming celebrities. Um, And so those are the parents, you know, so then when you have children uh, of people like that, um, the, who are, I guess, who are, you know, a lot, most of them, many of them narcissistic, it's this, it's repeating the same pattern of not getting enough, love and attention um, for the children, you know, the children having an emptiness inside, which is why a lot of them turn to alcohol and drugs uh, to fill that emptiness. And so and a lot of time, most of the time, because of the parents' work schedule, they have housekeepers and maids and, and um, drivers taking care of their kids. And so um, a lot of times the kids don't really get to have as much time with their parents as like an average kid would have. Yeah. I mean, even Priscilla or uh, Priscilla, uh, Lisa Marie earlier describing as a child that, you know, her father would sleep all day when she was at Graceland and she'd have yeah. the run of the house, right? That was the sort of the <laughs> typical, I mean, this was the, this was the seventies. I remember I grew up in the same time. So things were a bit more free back then, I guess also for, for some, for even for Lisa Marie, I mean, she had a very hard time. She was a pretty decent musician, but she could never get out from underneath the shadow of her father. And a lot of, I think a mm-hmm. lot of the kids super feel the same way. Mm-hmm, yes. Yes, I mean, she did get, you know, they did do moderately well, and she did get some really good reviews and so on, but she didn't, um, of course, she couldn't become, she didn't become uh, as famous as her father. And that's another thing, like some, some of the children of celebrities want to follow in their parents' footsteps and either try to do better than their parents or at least as well as their parents or, but some of them want to do the exact opposite. Um, they because they either they feel that they can't compete, you know, that they're not as good as their parent in whatever, either as an actor, or a musician, or whatever. Um, and so, and some of them just want to rebel, you know, so they don't want to uh, be in that same field. But many just get lost, you know. Um, trying to trying to find their own way when they're overshadowed by such a famous parent yeah caught somewhere in the middle carol lieberman it's been fascinating thank you so much for your time tonight have a lovely weekend thank you you too